is party time, Mom. Welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Here we are, Studio 22, the mothership. Puppet Master Mark driving us into the nether regions. <laughs> the other day, uh, Puppet Master, somebody commented and they said, well, uh, what nether regions is Mark driving us into today? <laughs> they did that on the live feed of the YouTube video. It was a lot of fun. I, uh, I love that that's catching on. I love when the little things we do catch on. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. I love it when people try to spell Candice. They give it all their shots. They get creative. They do. Yeah. They definitely use all the options on the keyboard. It really is funny. Do you get, uh, do you have people who find you because of the show and they like reach out to you with messages and things like that, like weird dudes or anything? No, we had a lot of suggestions of like things we should cover. Just kind of like what you get where people send you articles of, yeah. did you see this? There was a lot of that at the beginning. Yeah. I actually get messages about Candice. I do too. <laughs> yeah. I get messages about Candice. Uh, and uh, for for you uh, potential suitors out there and you admirers, it's Candice with an I. Candice with an I. Mm -hmm. uh, and good luck at spelling Candice. It's fun. It's fun. She blushes. I love putting her on the spot because yeah. she's so innocent and sweet and just, but she will cut you. I don't think she, she loves it. She will cut you. Now, uh, <laughs> Candace is tough. Like, I've never been intimidated by a 25-year-old woman, but you know what? Sometimes she does. She's so smart. Oh, yeah, well, there's that. Yeah. There is that. But it, there's more to it than that. I think there's violence beneath the surface. <laughs> I really believe there's violence. You know what? You know where you're getting that, the undertones. She and I are both massive murder mystery people. We love it. Actually, when I ride my bike, I'm listening to them. Yeah. <laughs> and she and I always trade on which ones to watch. Very See, true. here's the difference between you, Hot News, and Candice the Queen. Here's oh, the gosh. difference. She plays the Jedi mind trick. She stays silent. Ooh. See, the silence is intimidating. She'll just stare at you. Just looks at you. And it takes her forever to respond to a text message. Forever. <laughs> or she may not do it. She may not even respond. And you're like, well, okay. I guess that was just like a fart in church. <laughs> it's all a chess game, isn't it? Yeah, it's all a game to her. It's, it's, she's a busy girl, though. Yeah. She's a busy girl, boys. And don't reach out to her. Don't send her messages. She's spoken for. So there. Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians. And over in the pub we got uh our favorite essential human i thought you forgot about me for a minute you were like this intro was really long and you haven't brought me up it's because i brought an asian to work day and <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen a narcissist bigger than party foul steve no he got cut out of that picture you showed yeah me. it's funny <laughs> if like steve steve was uh what were we talking about this morning on the ride in and you were talking about some post and you were like did they mention me like I was well, like, did you watch such and such video? He's like, well, I don't really. We were talking uh, about Graham Allen's new book. We were talking about Graham book. Allen's new book, and I'm like, I didn't know he had a book. And, and I'm like, it, how do you not know Graham Allen has like, a new book? It's called America 316. It's coming out, uh, pre-release, I think, right now. Uh, it's a good book. And and you're like, I didn't know Graham had a book. And I said, well, how do you not know Graham has a book? And he goes, does he mention me? <laughs> In he the didn't, book? He didn't ask me to write the foreword to it. <laughs> anything. I'm, like, I'm actually on the cover. I, I actually have an endorsement on the cover. That's why you know about it. Yeah, I wrote an endorsement. <laughs> Do you get paid for, for that, book. or does he pay you for that, or I wrote an no. Graham doesn't pay anybody yeah. for anything. So uh, on the fishing tournament picture on their big page, it was great to have celebrity Chad Prather, and it's cropped down to just him. I was in the picture. I got cropped out. <laughs> Well, they were focusing on having a celebrity there. Yeah, that was know, the deal. See, I, that was the focus was that they had a celebrity yeah. there. Party fouls a celebrity. Yeah. So, I missed and, out. And his, and, yeah, around, around his neighborhood. Yeah. No, not in my neighborhood. <laughs> Definitely not there. Huey Tun! 
He's yes. here. Yes. Yay. Huey, thanks for coming on the show, man. He's hanging out. First time? Are we shaking? Or? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you go. There ain't no social distancing over there. Put your mask. Uh, put your mask on. He's got. He's <laughs> got. Somebody actually gave us that. Uh, it's not a mask. It's this actually. Really the, it goes the around the dog's neck. <laughs> oh. Steve took it and has used it for a mask. Uh, we'll talk about masks a little bit because I've been I've been pissing everybody off. Huey, actually, I'm glad he's on the show because he's got a fantastic theory about what's going on in America and what needs to happen for some solutions uh, to fix this country. He's got he's got some great theories, and I tend to agree with him. Before we get into that, now that America's opening up, that doesn't mean that everything is okay. Obviously, I keep telling you everything's not okay. You still need to wash your hands. You got to do that social distance thing. Here's what I want you to do. Love, 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 love this product. You got to take Field of Greens by Brickhouse Nutrition. Every single day is what I do. One scoop, full serving, real USDA certified organic fruits and vegetables. It's going to boost your energy. It's going to support a healthy immune system. Plus, it's going to give you a diet of fruits and vegetables. I don't like eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. I like vegetables. Mm -hmm. I don't eat a lot of fruit. Do you eat a lot of fruit? I do. I don't eat a lot of fruit. I don't know. I just, I don't, it's too sweet for me. Right. Okay. So anyway, that's my thing. I don't get enough of that. But with Field of Greens, I do. And when you get that, it's going to reduce your risk of heart disease, hypertension, and a whole host of other health issues. Field of Greens, prebiotic, probiotic. It's a great source of vitamins and fiber. You say, what does all that mean? It means it's going to help you process all of those, those things that you need. Because it's one thing to eat the vegetables and the fruit. It's nothing to process that. Mm -hmm. Your body doesn't always do that. You take a scoop of it. You put it in a glass of water. You stir it up. You drink it. Tastes great. You are done. Now I want you to save 15% on your first order with the offer code CHAD, C-H-A-D. That's my name. That's me. Go to BrickHouseChad.com. BrickHouseChad.com. Subscribe. They'll send it to you every month. They're going to save you 10% every month. You can't control what's going on in the world, but you can make sure you're giving your body a fighting chance. So go to BrickHouseChad.com. Try Field of Greens today. It's BrickHouseChad.com. Use Offer code CHAD. We're going to get into it. Stay right there. Man, we've been stirring it up. We've been stirring it up mm -hmm. big time. I like stirring it up. I don't want to make anybody mad, although people get mad. Uh, it amazes me we live in a day and an age where people can't just disagree with one another and move on. No tolerance. You know, it's time. like, you know what, Chad? I found you to be very witty once upon a time. You made me laugh this one time. But not anymore. Not anymore. You done said something that offended You're me. You're trying to kill everyone. Sorry I wrote that post. I was <laughs> had a few drinks. <laughs> Still angry about being cut out. I'm still angry about being yeah, cut out. Steve's got issues. Uh, mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the Steviest Steve of all? <laughs> it yeah. is you, party foul. I don't understand. I like. I don't like. If I disagree with you on something, and it's amazing to me how I have people out there who just live to daily come on there and try to refute whatever it is you say. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand why people get off on that. It, I, I mean, we've talked about this a million times. Don't eat the biscuit. Don't eat the nasty biscuit. If you don't like the biscuit, don't keep eating the biscuit. I, but, I, but I am concerned about this mask thing. I am because we went into a restaurant the other day. Uh, Steve was there. Uh, Texas legend Steve Helms was there. Party Foul was there. Tony, Steve's wife, came. Mm -hmm. Jade showed up. 
you had to walk to your table. This is Texas, Fort Worth, Texas. You got to walk to your table wearing a mask. You got to come in. You got to wear a mask. You got to wear it to the table. As soon as you sit down at the table, you can take the mask off. They What's issue, amazing to they me is issue a mask. If you don't have a mask, they'll give you one. Yeah, they'll give you a piece of t-shirt cloth that'll go over your ears, sort of like the ones we were selling on my website. Because again, ours. We weren't selling. People sent me messages. And they said, "Well, these masks are kind of flimsy." Well, all none of the masks were intended to protect you from mm-hmm. anything because masks don't do that. They're supposedly protecting others from you, right? So, my wife, who is a medical professional, she and I have had this debate. If you ask her, she's going to say, "Yeah, I think masks help." Well, theoretically, yes, they do help some things like if i blow snot out of my nose the mask will catch it if i try to spit at you or sneeze the big uh globules of expectorant are going to get caught by the mask okay i appreciate that because i you know have you been around a a, someone who talks and spits spit on you and so it's actually been nice to not have them spitting (laughs) on me and i spit on people but here's the problem here's the problem on a practical level i can't understand a damn word they're saying no the waitress comes to the table and she's like i'm like you're like charlie brown's teacher yes i don't have a clue what you're saying and Steve's like, that is a pretty girl right there. And I'm like, you can only see half of her face. And Steve's <laughs> like, trust me. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. yeah. That, Steve's like, that girl right there, She she's Pakistani. She's gorgeous. And I'm like, you can only see two inches of her face. He goes, oh, I know. <laughs> I've seen a few burkas in my time. Yeah. So. so this whole mask thing. <laughs> This whole mask thing, you got Nancy who's wanting to mandate it right nationally. Uh, And I know what you're saying. You can say, well, you don't have to go in the restaurant. Look, I'll put the mask on, Mm -hmm. get to the table. I'll do it. I'm not that guy. I'm not pushing and shoving my way in to do these kind of things. I'm not inconveniencing you. I'm not causing a scene. My mother said yesterday, she said, you need to be careful what you say. I don't want you to get sued. And I'm like, sued for what? She says, well, giving medical advice. I said, I've never given medical advice. I said, now, Mom, I might might get arrested. (laughs) But I'm not going to get sued because that's just dumb. There's nothing. I said, I don't care what you do. You want to wear the mask? Wear the mask. If you think it helps, then by God, do it. Yeah. But on the side of the N95 masks, it said, does not protect you from COVID-19. If you buy the box, it says that as a disclaimer and a warning on the side of the box. Okay, that's everywhere. And I had somebody this morning who was like, that's photoshopped. No, it's actually not photoshopped. Uh, It's there. Mm. And so if you wear, let me just let me just unpack this for you. I did this on a live feed video a couple of weeks ago. So as a mask expert which I actually am. I've had more training in masks than most people could ever imagine because I sold them for a mask manufacturer for years. Okay? Yeah. When I, I was just, in the corporate world, that's, that's what I did. That's new information for me. Yeah, that's okay. what I did. When I was doing industrial sales, I worked for a company out of Culver City, California. I won't call their name, but they make masks we had to be trained in masks everything from how to fit test masks to the science around the mask it's the truth so i know i'm a subject matter expert when it comes to masks that's why it's funny to me when people come online and they say well you don't know anything you're not qualified oh actually i'm certified and i do know some things especially when it comes to masks among other things now that being said you can wear a full face 
hard plastic fit tested mask that seals off with the canisters of different caliber that will determine what kind of gases stop from coming in to your face that's going to cover your face that's your best protection but you got to change those filters out they they come on and off you can wear a half face respirator the same way or you can wear the mask and i see these people out here who are wearing the masks these n95 or n99 masks and they have that little plastic thing on the front you know yeah, the circle. Yeah, the little, the little plastic little piece right there. Square. That's got an extra oh. filter. You've seen them. Square. It's, it's, yeah, it's a little square. Okay. And if it's a 3M mask, it's a yellow square. Well, the different squares are different colors depending on what type of mask it's used for because it has a secondary filter in there. Huh. Now, that's for when you're breathing in. That is designed so the breath will come out. That way, if you're wearing one all day long, you're not just sitting there breathing your own CO2. You're actually... Uh, exhaling the co2 so if you're wearing one of those you're actually not protecting anyone yeah. around you now it might give you some more protection but it's not protecting anyone around you if you're wearing one of those masks with that extra cartridge on there now if you're just wearing an n95 mask which is a a, a filter fiber it has about three or four layers of that filter fiber on there and that is to protect others from you and from the expectorant now it's not going to protect against anything smaller than five microns that's a pretty small thing. So if I spit at you, it'll stop that. But there will still be molecules that are aerosolized that will get through that mask and will still hit you, okay? Mm. It'll come around the mask. I mean, I'm wearing a beard. With a beard, that mask isn't going to fit properly on mm -hmm. me. And much less have people walking around with these pieces of cloth around their ear that's half on and half off. And I know what the argument is. People are going to say, well, why do medical professionals wear them? Well, first of all, medical professionals are trained in school how to keep a sterile field of surgery. Also, those masks, as soon as they become contaminated, will be switched out. All right. These people have scrubbed in. They've gone into a sterile environment. They're not at the restaurant. They've gone into a sterile environment. It is to protect the patient who is now cut open and being operated on from having somebody blow their nose and it fall in there and you wind up with staph infection. Right. OK. Now, you have to be trained to go for hours without touching that mask, even if your nose itches or you got a scratch or anything. You don't touch it. It's very uncomfortable. They will harass you through medical school to make sure that you learn that lesson the hard way if you have to so you wear the mask you go out and you do all these things and people are like well if it's just a little bit of discomfort for you then uh why not just wear the mask well because there's more going on here and i say it tongue-in-cheek but i sort of mean it if they knew that masks worked they wouldn't be telling you to wear them kind of like hydroxychloroquine <laughs> they keep telling you don't take hydroxychloroquine well it seems to work but why do they keep telling you not to take it I don't know. Something weird about all that stuff. Hmm. Not to mention the fact that the government's making a ton of money off of the sales of masks. It's just, you know, the way it is. I think uh, they're testing their new facial recognition. In their well, there's that. You can't carry a firearm if you're wearing a mask. There's that. Uh, there's always money involved, I've, as I've mentioned. Uh, you, we can talk about the conspiracies of facial recognition and those type of things. And I, everybody's going to say, oh, but New York social distanced and wore the mask. OK, so did China. Now, there is no evidence out of China that says 
scientifically the masks made any difference. Everywhere the COVID-19 has been, you have seen an increase, you've seen a spike, and you've seen it come down and level out. It's happened in Washington State, where it was really bad to begin with. Then it happened in New York. We've seen it level out. Now, Texas, of course, is shutting everything down again because we've seen a spike. It will come down. It'll level out. The mortality rate's still less than 2%. So this is not something statistically that's killing a lot of people, right? Right. We didn't wear the mask whenever the flu came around every year, twice a year. We didn't wear the mask, but we do it with COVID-19. The flu is far deadlier than COVID-19 has proven to be. Is it real? Yes. Is it infectious? Yes. But is it killing people? Statistically, no. Follow me so far? I'm following you. You with me? Yeah. So to, to mandate a mask, why? Why are you mandating a mask? You didn't do it with the flu. Hmm. You didn't do it. Why are we doing it now with the COVID-19? Why now with a quote-unquote pandemic that really statistically isn't killing people? Can it be bad? Yes. If you mistreat it, it can be bad. So if you have symptoms, and I know plenty of people who have COVID-19, they have coronavirus, they're sick, they have the symptoms, stay home. Because if you have it, a mask ain't going to protect anybody Mm -hmm. if you expose yourself to them. And at some point in time, we're all going to have it to some degree. So don't do that whole, aha, I told you so. We're all going to have it to some degree. Okay. Were you going to say something? Yeah, but it it doesn't matter. It's gone now. (laughs) No, I mean, it's here. I just... I know a lot of people who have had COVID at this point as well, and they're fine. Yeah. Like, and they felt they said so, so I, I felt like shit for a couple of days, and now I'm fine. So most of the people, and we can get into we could get into all and the I testing. And I know someone who died. Yeah, we could get into all the testing yeah. statistics and all of those things. We can do all of that and what they're doing and how they're coming back, how they're rating those tests and the remuneration for saying that it's COVID nineteen to some of the medical professionals and clinics and those kind of things. But what but what I'm reading is I've seen several studies now that are saying. The, the average person that tests positive, they feel sick for two or three days, they get a steroid shot, they feel better, and they go on with their life. It's like having a severe cold or a flu-like That's symptom. That's exactly what I've heard Yeah, from personal now, If you have testimony. comorbidity or an underlying condition, then you don't need to be out in public anyway. You need to chill because the same thing could happen if you've got influenza. That could kill you just as well. So I, I'm not saying to not take precaution. This thing is real. Take precaution. But when you start shutting down businesses as a mandate because of a mask for something statistically that is just not – it's not like contagion, right? This isn't an episode of – the movie Outbreak, where mm-hmm. if you, you breathe the air, you're going to melt from the insides and you're going to, you know, your organs are going to liquidate and come out of your anus. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not what's going on, mm-hmm. right? Right. So I just, I just have an issue with this. And mostly the people who come back with me and they're like, oh, well, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, you don't either, apparently, because there is no scientific evidence, ultimately, that the masks are making a difference. Now, does it make you feel good? It's a great placebo. Wear the thing. I love it. Uh, And if you're in a situation, I I don't fight back. Just put the damn mask on. Go into Walmart. Do your shopping and come out. That's I mean, but that's the new normal. So just go ahead and expect that because it's never going to go away. So August 3rd, whenever they stop this new shutdown for uh, coronavirus that's going on in Texas, What's going to happen then when all of a sudden now we can take the masks off and go out in public again? Is you're going to see another spike, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, theoretically, that's what you got. That's what's right. going to happen. What's going to happen? I want to see what happens when the people that have been wearing their mask like all the time start getting it too, because that's coming. There's going to be uh, people that are getting sick that have been wearing the mask like they were told to do, mm. or when they say, "Okay, you can stop wearing your masks now." There's going to be people who out of fear are going to continue wearing the masks because again it has become a 
it's become a safety blanket for you in many ways. Again, if you want to wear the mask, wear the mask. I'm not saying don't wear the mask. But when the government starts mandating, I don't like government mandates, Candace. Yep. That's my deal. Like, like people, I was thinking, you know, somebody got into a debate with me recently and they were talking about, well, you guys don't like black people and you guys, y'all are conservatives. You don't like gays. And I'm like, what makes you say that? Like, well, you don't. I'm like, no, I, I, I love the black community. I love, uh, I love the gay community. I've got, you know, my friends, are, I've got tons of those folks. But I, what I am against is the government mandating that I love those people, right? Mm. And they're like, well, what's wrong with that? And I'm like, okay, well, what if the government mandated you liberals loved us conservatives? You have right. to, or that's a hate crime if you don't. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, that's different. No, no, it's not. It's not. So you're against government mandates as well. You know what I mean? There was one post that I saw that really resonated with me about wearing the mask. The only one, because I haven't worn a mask unless they made me. Then I wore it and went in just like you. But it said, either wear your mask or you're going to have to homeschool your kids in the fall. I was like, I'll put 15 on. Like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the kids got to go. I'm not smart enough to homeschool my kids. So, yeah. th th no, everybody put your mask on. I've seen that. And then, the, <laughs> and then the waiver, like, I won't receive treatment. You need to sign a waiver that says you won't receive treatment if you get coronavirus because you didn't what? wear a mask. Okay, well, you can't provide me with any proof, any empirical evidence that the mask works right. or doesn't work. So that's the whole thing. You know, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's all about the mask. I've said it over and over again. If the mask works, then you don't need to social distance. If the mask doesn't work, then you don't need to wear it. It's that simple. Okay. All right. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk to Huey. He's going to give you a great solution for what's going on in America. We're going to talk about all things conservative when we come back. Hang tight. <laughs> I think that the phrase white privilege is a racist term. Like if you accuse people of white privilege, I think really at the end of the day, and there's plenty of arguments to say this, there's, there's one, there's no such thing as white privilege. What you're saying is the black community can't accomplish anything unless they had that privilege too. Mm -hmm. and that's just simply not true. We said this on yesterday's show, you only need three things to succeed in America. One, graduate high school. Two, don't have children out of wedlock. And three, get a job and keep it. You do those three things in America, you'll succeed. But I never hear anybody talking about Asian privilege. But that's real. Well, it is real because, I mean, they're basically <laughs> born into it, Huey. They're born into they're it. born you... mathematicians. <laughs> it's not even fair. I mean, they come out of the womb with an abacus. It's right. ridiculous. Right. And the Confucius say they know. See, they're wise. So... I, you don't ever hear that, but the, the the wealthiest demographic in America is 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 Asian, right? Huey's rich. Yeah, look You're at him. East Asian or Indian Asian? Ooh. Well, there is that. I mean, if you want to start breaking it down to the subcontinent, brown Asian, brown Asians, yeah, uh, brown Asian with a dot. I yeah. don't know. I mean, either way, those that's high high. That's expensive ink they're using. I'll just say that. Right. The hentai, t hentai tattoos, Hena? whatever. Oh, Hannah. So, Huey, what's the deal, man? What, what, what is wrong? What do we got to do here okay, to fix so, this country? So the fight is between the blacks and whites, right? Get close to that Get mic. Move that mic over yeah. there close to him, Stevie. Okay. So here's the thing. I love this country. Mm -hmm. I think it's the greatest country in the entire history of mankind. Mm -hmm. 
I'm a student of history. I have a master in history. It bugs me that this country is going to hell because of something that we fought constantly over. There was a civil war that we we pay a, a huge price for it. Blacks and whites. And the solution to this is, I think, black conservatives. Black conservatives can change this country, can, can actually change the course of American history and save this country. If you think about it, they're not out there in the media talking about this because the media is not, is not helping the media is actually changing the course of American history by pushing an agenda that is not productive. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I love this country. I love browns. I love blacks. I love whites. I want this country to succeed. So the solution, I think, is black conservatives should speak up. Maybe well, you, form- you said white conservative men have lost their balls. That's correct. (laughs) I agree. And it's sad that you can't say anything. Yeah. Because of your skin color. Right. So I'll tell you, you know, and you're right. I agree with you. White conservative males, like if you're a hetero Christian, white conservative male in America, uh, you are, your opinion doesn't count, right? You're the one that's being persecuted these days. I've had several black conservative men who say, I'd much rather be in my shoes than yours. Hmm. Because even though we're being called Uncle Tom and sellouts and house N-words, I'd still rather be in my shoes than yours because at least I could speak out and get some some credibility for what I'm saying, right? Um, if we say anything like that, well, what are we? We're racist. Mm-hmm. You know? I had somebody... <laughs> You know, you have people all the time who say, well, you know, you state those statistics. That's racist that you state that. And I'm like, well, if it's true, it's true. Right. If it's true. It's true. Uh, there's no way around that. This, and I, that's where we get into this whole my truth and your truth. Nah, 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 nah. There's truth and there's falsehood. Right. It's not truth as you interpret it. Well, here's another thing. How do you define racism? Yeah. Can anyone define that to me? Not anymore. Not anymore because as soon as you try to meet a certain standard, they're going to yeah. change the goalpost. Well, if you can't define racism, you can't end it. Mm-hmm. Mm. There's no solution to it because you, if you keep moving the goalpost, yeah, you're not going to you're not going to solve anything. No, and and as long as there's money to be made in it, you'll right. definitely never end it. So. I saw a good friend who posted a picture from an aerial view of downtown Fort Worth on Main Street that says, end racism. It's all in the street, right? It's the size of the street for a city block. My question there is, okay, how? Because I think the biggest solution is, well, don't be a racist individually. Don't teach racism to your children. Don't let that become a value in their mind where they see skin color as being different or inferior or less. I can't end racism in you, Natalie. 
Correct. You can't end it in me. Nope. And it doesn't matter how many city blocks I cover up with street signs. I can't end that. Uh, And I'm at a point now where you're right, Huey. I think the word racism, it's been thrown around so much, it's lost all meaning. So now we're not fighting real racism anymore. We're fighting every semblance of, like I said, privilege or... um, and look, does privilege exist? Yeah, to some. I mean, some people are born truly with that proverbial spoon in their mouth, that True. silver spoon. They are. They've got a step up. Uh, <laughs> liberals have privilege. I can tell you that. Liberals have more privilege than anybody. You know, they 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 break the law. Ah, I mean, is Jesse Smollett? Has he faced any consequences yet? Any? Right. No, not a bit. I mean, look at look at all the, the, the human resources and law enforcement and the money that went in investigating that thing. Is he facing any consequences? Nah, just keep sweeping it under the rug. Hillary Clinton, look at all the stuff Hillary Clinton's done. Sweep it under the rug. James Comey, I mean, look at this guy, sweeping under the rug. But they will go get Roger Stone at 4 a.m. with armed SWAT and take him in like he's some guy that's, you know, holed up like Randy Weaver in Idaho. <laughs> you know, stockpiling guns. Mm-hmm. They'll 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 crucify General Flynn uh, for doing what he did, who was a good patriotic American, and try to vilify that guy. But they're not going to do anything to Peter Strzok. Peter Strzok, who sent a text message. You got written stuff that talks about how uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden. There is transcript. There is handwritten notes about how Barack Obama and Joe Biden wanted to go after Michael Flynn. Set him up as a scapegoat. Make sure that he failed. Make sure that he was guilty of something. But we just sweep that under the rug. That's the kind of privilege that I'm looking at that's out there. It drives me crazy. So That's political privilege. It's liberal privilege is what it is. Conservatives can't get away with that. That's why conservatives have lost their balls. Yeah. That's why these Republicans that are in Congress and these Republicans that are in the Senate, they're not doing a darn thing right now because they have been neutered. They've been neutered. They're not doing anything. They're scared to speak up. They're stand. To, they're scared to stand with Trump. You know, for the first time uh, last week or week before, after the Tulsa rally, was the first time I saw Trump just look exhausted. He just looked depleted, right? Because after a while, I don't care how strong you are and how thick your skin is, man. After a while, it's going to take a toll. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he has no one standing around him. Just look at all of it. Look at all of it. I mean, you start with. Let's go back to the falsehoods. We got a minute here. Let's go back to the falsehoods. YouTube video, right? That's what caused Benghazi to happen. Proven false. Hillary Clinton was going to win. 98% is what the prediction was. False. Uh, After Trump won, they had to say, well, it was Russian collusion. Proven false. Then you had to have the whole uh, quid pro quo thing. Mm -hmm. False. Right? That was a political setup. Then you had all these different things that have come down the pike, come down the pike. The Mueller investigation, false. Everything. Impeachment. Everything. Impeachment. Didn't go through. And he said, well, he was impeached. And that was a political scam, and you know it. Mm-hmm. It's just because there was more Democrats to vote for it. It's a scam. So now you look at this COVID-19 thing, and you're like, you know, the track record's kind of sketchy. It's kind of sketchy. I'm not saying it's not real, but I'm just saying what they're trying to build out of this thing gets a little sketchy. So anyway, anyway, just follow the narrative. I'm, if you're a betting man, bet on faults. To the BLM <laughs> movement. I mean, now, BL- now, 
Yeah, I mean, there's tons of it. We got to go, but hey, just there's you can just list every one of them. Mm-hmm. They're all farcical. All right, we'll be right back. Cops targeting blacks. Statistically false. Yep. The Covington kid. False. Jussie Smollett. False. Bubba. Bubba Wallace. (laughs) False. I'm telling you, all the narratives. Look at all the narratives that have consumed the media for the last three years. False. Mm -hmm. False. They just keep pumping it out there. Trump is a racist. False. You can't. You can't make that claim. You can't back it up, but that's what they do. So we're talking about during the break, right? Mm -hmm. Stereotypes exist for a reason. Sure. Stereotypes are based in fact. Because, again, again, it's not about the individual. Remember, it's about the statistical whole. Correct. So when I make a thing and I say, well, people aren't dying from coronavirus, statistically, because you can individually say, well, I know somebody that died from it. Mm -hmm. Well, so do I. Right. One of my good buddies, uh, Chad Patton, I probably shouldn't say his name, but yeah, you know, he's sick right now. So he got COVID? I don't know. Sounds like it. <laughs> you know? I'm like, bruh, you might want to go get swabbed. But that's the thing. You have, are people dying from it? Yeah, they are, but statistically they're not. We like, these days we try to bring it on down. Like if I make a joke, like I've always said that karate is the Japanese word for my kid can't hit a curveball. Right? That's a funny joke. <laughs> and all funny my joke. kids were in karate, but it's still a yeah, funny joke. Yeah, I'm talking joke. about your nerdy kid. And they couldn't hit a curveball. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about your nerdy kid. It's one of my favorite jokes. People get triggered over that. Well, my kids don't. I'm not talking about your damn kid. It's just a joke. Stop being offended. Stop making it individualized. Right. But stereotypes do exist. You know? I mean, we want to talk about stereotyping this and this and this. I never heard a black guy say, no, nah, man, we got small penises. Right. I've never heard an Asian guy go, we suck at math. <laughs> Ask Huey. I mean, I've never heard. <laughs> I can't like, do math. <laughs> what? No, no, seriously, I can't. I'm really disappointed. <laughs> I was going to get you to look at my checkbook. An, a- <laughs> an Asian dude has small dicks. That's probably not that hard, <laughs> too. What do you say? What do you say? What do you say? Asians Huey? do have small dicks. <laughs> <laughs> You don't need a condom. Just put a piece of bubble gum on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, so do most white guys. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Candace is blushing. She's staring off into space. She's going to request a transfer to Allie Stuckey's show. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to go get some Jesus in my life. (laughs) I love you, Huey. Statistical oh. fact. <coughs> Statistical fact. Yeah. By and large. Uh, or small. Yeah. <laughs> it's also a statistical fact, biologically, that black men, uh, their phallus, when it is flaccid, is longer, uh, not necessarily when it's erect. So now you know that. Okay. So it appears to be larger. Oh. Yeah. They're more a shower, not a grower? Well, they, well yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But... There's always that anomaly. Right. Chad Prather, I can't believe your show has stooped to this level. <laughs> well, yeah, you don't have to stoop I'm very gonna far. It's always been you. here. Pretty much it's, always been it's here. It's always been here. Uh, I'm just saying, these are things, and, and you're right. White people tend to be larger than Asian people. There are biological differences. 
I'm not talking about your penis. I'm just talking about your physical size, right? Uh, there, there's <laughs> Candace is over there looking at timestamps going, what do we cut out of this episode? <laughs> the, uh, the thing I don't get is this. America is the only place, country, that does not think that race is real. Right. You go to Asia. Thank you for you, that. You go, You're right. You go anywhere. Race is real. It's a biological construct. Yes, I'm Asian. Yes, I'm black. They know that. Only here in America, you can't talk about it. Yeah. Well, here's the reason why, Huey. Here's one of the reasons why. We're talking about a biological construct. But what we make race about is skin color. The skin color is a minor difference, right? The biology that makes up different races is a different thing. You're not supposed to talk about that. Because, again, we bring it back down to the skin color. The skin color is like 0.00026% of the difference in your human genome and makeup. It's really just melanin. That's all there is. Right. But the biological construct in terms of uh, uh, the the Asians have higher cheekbones, right? Native Americans, higher cheekbones. Mm -hmm. Uh, there are biological constructs to that. Does it make that person any less human? No. And that's been the problem throughout history is we try to dehumanize people who aren't like us. Right. And that is where the sin comes in. That's the fallacy that we believe in. We take the stereotypes. We take the cultural differences. We take the uh, biological differences, physical differences. We take all of these things and we say, well, they're not like me. And people, by and large, tend to be afraid of things they're not familiar with. I go to California, and I'm like, I don't want to live out here, right? Well, it ain't like Texas. Geologically, it's not like Texas. Geographically, it's not like Texas. Mm -hmm. The trees are different. Weather's different. doesn't feel like home. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm ready to go back home now. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? We just, by and large, we have our environments. We have our comfortable communities. We do those things. I mean, you you live in uh, the rich neighborhood over there. You next thing I know, I'm going to see you and Joseph out on the front lawn with your little pistol holding it like Ken and Karen. Joseph's going to hold that a lot better. I can <laughs> yeah. promise you that for sure. I, on the other hand, probably need a few more classes. The, the memes that have come out of Ken and Karen there in St. Louis, man, I've loved them. But what 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 we're getting at? The whole point, what to kind of put a bow on that whole thing is. I think that's where we are in history, and it's, it doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. We have to come to a place and say, okay, we're all human beings. Right. We can love each other. Uh, I am not responsible for what happened 400 years ago. You know, we've, we've got op-ed pieces. I'm holding one in my hand right here that says but, that banks need to be held responsible and pay reparations to the black community because they've robbed them out of mortgages and high interest and all that you're stuff You're not in responsible the for what happened 60 years ago. Right, exactly. You're just not. Yeah. But if you take that away, they don't have an excuse. And that's why racism is, we can say racism is taught, but we can also say that um, being a victim is taught. Yes. And that so... Is it's true. If you take that away and say that history doesn't, you know, yeah, then they don't have that excuse yeah. and they need that excuse to validate themselves and why they can't do better or do whatever. And I don't mean that in any color or anything, just whoever they are. Right. Well, the reparation thing is, there's a, there's a huge problem with that. What happened if you're white and you're indentured servants? Mm-hmm. You, can you claim that? Yeah, if you're white of Irish descent, yeah, 
You know, you were a slave probably before African Americans were. What about the black owners yeah. of slaves? Yeah. And everybody, you bring that up and people say, oh, that's a cop-out. No, it's really not a cop-out. You just can't do that. What do you do with the people who, who are white, but they immigrated to this country, let's say, in 1915? They weren't even here. Their family wasn't even here during a time of slavery. You pay reparations for that? There's nobody alive today that has been enslaved in this country. Except sex trafficking. Well, what there you is about. that. There is that. I'm talking about historical slavery. Correct. Uh, those well, kind we, of things. We still have countries around this world that have slaves, enslaved, traded people. You can buy a person for $90. Yeah. Between $90 and $200, depending on globally where you go. That can happen. It's happening in a major way right yes. now in the world. But that's the thing. We're so focused on something that happened 400 years ago and even, even 200 years ago that we're not, we don't even look at the slavery that's happening globally today. Uh, you know, we, we've had that orphanage we've worked with for years now um, that we helped build and put together that gets seven, eight, nine-year-old girls off the street in Thailand. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Because they're going to go into prostitution. Right. If you don't get those orphans off the street, they will go into prostitution. They will be sold for their bodies. Mm. Uh, you will have Westerners who will go on a cheap vacation to Bangkok and they will spend two weeks over there uh, basically raping children. It happens on a grand scale, on a grand scale. It is a huge part of that tourism industry. It just is. And it's disgusting. Why aren't we talking about those things? Mm. You know, those are the issues that are there. But instead, we're so caught up on whether or not we should throw paint on a George Washington statue or who owes me this or that and whatever. Um, And let me say, too, and I said this earlier, Huey, you talk about black conservatives and we do need folks to speak up. But it's got to be bigger than Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump's going to eventually leave office, either this time or next time. He's mm-hmm. leaving office. It can't be black voices for Trump. It's got to be black voices for conservatism because that's what's right. That's what's right. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll be right. Just a second. We have to remember that America is an experiment. The Constitution of the United States, written by the Founding Fathers, it was an idea. It was an ideal. It wasn't perfect when it was written. America wasn't perfect then. America's not perfect now. It was an ideal to strive for. One of the ideals was for our ability to be realized that we could become a true melting pot. In order to be a melting pot, you have to be able to uh, not only adhere, but you have to acclimate to and embrace the those ideals of being an American. Like, it doesn't make sense for a person who wants to immigrate here but continue to push for Sharia law because Sharia law is in violation of the American Constitution. So I have to assimilate. I have to assimilate. There's a language that by and large is used here. Is There is no national language here, although predominantly English is used, and most of us slaughter that. So what we have not done is realized that functioning ideal of being a melting pot, of coming together, becoming Americans, not black Americans, not Asian Americans, not African Americans, not Euro Americans, not Irish Americans, not any of these things, not Asian Americans. I say that none of those things. It's Americans. Don't hyphenate. Don't hyphenate. We got to get past that. 
Thank you, Huey, for coming on the show. Party foul, Steve, for nothing. Thank and you. Hot news, Natalie, for just being a lovely human being. I added some content. You did. I love Ish. you guys. I love you guys. I love you guys. Hey, the fact pack, we love you. Go to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. And of course, blazetv.com slash Chad. Get your annual subscription to the Blaze. We love y'all. God bless. We'll talk to you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.